Welcome to Thoughts on the Market. I'm Mike Wilson, Chief Investment Officer and Chief U.S. Equity Strategist for Morgan Stanley. Along with my colleagues bringing you a variety of perspectives, I'll be talking about the latest trends in the financial marketplace. It's Monday, August 2nd at 11.30 a.m. in New York. So let's get after it. With second quarter earnings season wrapping up, we can definitely say the results have been terrific. In fact, we've never seen companies beat consensus forecasts by such a wide margin when estimates were already at all-time highs. Instead, the only time companies typically beat estimates by this much is when we're exiting a recession and estimates are very low. Taking it one step further, our analysis suggests earnings revision breadth has never been higher. What this means is that there are more analysts taking forecasts up than down than we've ever observed. This measure is a mean reverting series, so extremes should always be faded. Of course, it's natural for analysts to be more bullish when things are good. As a comparison, we observed the exact opposite last year when the pandemic lockdowns began. Earnings revision breadth was at a record low as analysts became pessimistic at the bottom of the recession. For us, the conclusion is simple. Earnings revision breadth is almost certainly going to head lower from here. For investors, that's an important consideration because a year-over-year change in stock prices is highly correlated to earnings revision breadth. It's particularly high for consumer discretionary stocks, a sector we remain underweight. It's also higher than average for semiconductors. On the other side are defensive sectors like consumer staples and healthcare. Here, the correlation of stock performance to earnings revision breadth is very close to zero, and it's one of the reasons we're overweight both sectors. Our mid-cycle transition call since March is playing out at the stock and sector level. This peak in earnings revision breadth is a big part of that narrative that could lead to the final stage of the transition before the market can broaden out again. The other piece of the final stage is the Federal Reserve. Keep in mind that the mid-cycle transition is a bullish view on the economy. What it means is that we're moving from the early recovery phase during which stimulus is required to a more organic, self-sustaining phase. Of course, with that comes the inevitable removal of policy support, both fiscal and monetary. The fiscal support is already fading and will virtually end with the expiration of the supplemental unemployment benefits in September. Meanwhile, the Fed has remained at $120 billion in asset purchases per month. Despite an economy that grew close to 10% during the second quarter and record profits from many companies, the Fed indicated last week that they are still not ready to announce any reduction of their current level of monetary accommodation. In other words, the Fed continues to operate as if we're in a crisis, and the economy needs a level of support typically reserved for financial emergencies. While one could argue the Delta variant of COVID-19 presents a risk of a relapse in the recovery, that does not appear to be the base case, and the Fed could always step up accommodation later if that did turn out to be the outcome. Bottom line, the Fed is going to have a hard time defending its emergency policy for much longer, and the markets will soon start to anticipate what is an inevitable exit for the Fed. That means higher long-term interest rates and downward pressure on long-duration assets, including stocks. During that adjustment, we expect more defensive sectors like healthcare and consumer staples to outperform. Once that adjustment is over, we should see a broadening out again across equity markets, which is likely to coincide with a reacceleration in the organic recovery in the economy. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share thoughts on the market with a friend or colleague today. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or a solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you. 